Bless him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. You may be seated. It's a blessing to be in the house of the Lord with everybody worshiping. What a beautiful atmosphere and presence of the Lord we have here today. There, you know, you can go to a lot of different events in the world, but when you come to the house of God, nothing like it. You gather with the people of God, and then the presence of the Lord shows up. And it just refreshes you, strengthens you, and lifts you up. And I, I, want, I want to share a word here today. If you have your Bibles, in Luke, we're going to open up to Luke chapter 13. We're going to read verses 10 through 16. And I appreciate the uh, pastor asking me to preach today and speak the word. Luke 13, 10 through 16. Now... He was teaching, speaking of Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Let me stop there really quick and explain a little bit about what a spirit of infirmity is. Because a spirit of infirmity, yes, could come upon a person sometimes. A lot of times when we get sick. It's because we just don't take care of ourselves. Uh, I, sometimes I, I, I'm in that boat there. You know, what we eat, what we put in our body, and the lack of exercise. In this case, it was a spirit of infirmity. And it used to be thought, not really said all the time, but there was almost like this feeling like anytime someone was suffering with the spirit of infirmity, it must mean that they're living in sin. And the spirit of infirmity has come upon them because of that. And although... If someone's in sin, yes, a spirit of infirmity could come upon you. But you're going to find that more times than not, the spirit of infirmity, which is really just an attack from the enemy on your body, can come upon people that are on fire for the Lord. And he does it to try to just wear you down and slow you down. You know, I'm going to get back in the, in, the, in the scripture here right now. We're going to continue to read. But it was about a month or so ago that the enemy attacked my body with pain so bad. I had to go to the hospital. And I knew that it was the enemy. I knew it was an attack from the enemy. And, you know, but the Lord brought me through. The Lord is good. And maybe somebody here today is suffering. And we're going to preach about healing as we're going through this message. But also, you got to understand, healing could come upon your physical body. It could be also emotional, maybe something you're dealing with in your emotions or in your mind. But there can also be a situation that needs healing in your life. Okay? Let's continue to read. And, And she had a spirit of infirmity and was bent over. She was hunched over. And could in no way rise herself up. But when Jesus saw her, ain't you glad when Jesus steps on the scene? He called her to him and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And immediately she was made straight and glorified God. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath. And he said to the crowd, there are six days 
on which men ought to work. Therefore, come and be healed on them and not on the Sabbath day. There's, the enemy will always attempt to bring an obstacle your way to stop you from receiving what the Lord has for you. But you got you to gotta take that obstacle and throw it out the window. Kick it out of your life. Don't let nothing bother you because today the Lord wants to release healing in your life. And then in verse 15, the Lord then answered him and said, hypocrite, does not each of, each of you on the Sabbath loose his ox and donkey from the stall and lead it away to water? So li listen to this part, verse 16. So ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound? It says, think of it. For 18 years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath? Now I'm going to preach on this title for a few minutes here with the help of the Holy Ghost that you have the right to be healed. You have the right to be healed. And we're going to, we're going to confirm this and we're going to explain this, how you have the absolute right here today to be healed by the Lord. Again, maybe it's in your body, physical. Maybe it's in your mind. Maybe it's in your emotions. Maybe you're dealing with something from years past, but it's still, you're struggling with it. Maybe there's a situation in your marriage that needs healing, in your family that needs healing, or some other area in your life, in your finances. Whatever it might be, the healing power of the Lord, I believe, is here today to heal. The Lord is here today. So if you allow me just briefly here to, to lay a foundation in my introduction and state that sickness and disease, it's one of the weapons that the enemy uses against God's people. He uses it to distract, to depress, to wear you down. How many know that sickness, disease, infirmity situations, they can just wear down a believer and slow you down? And the enemy even uses these things to attempt to destroy if we allow him to. Now, we know that due to sin, death entered the world. Spiritual death, physical death, and included in that is sickness and disease. But 1 Corinthians 15, 21 through 22 says, For since by man came death, by man also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. And the life that Jesus has come to give us is eternal life, abundant life, and it's also forgiveness of sins. And included in this life, this new life that Jesus has come to give us, healing is included in it as well. And the Bible also tells us in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. For what? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Let me read that again because it's powerful. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. 
What works of the devil? Sin, infirmity, disease, any situation that might have you bound. This is so powerful because it explains to us that Jesus didn't come to neutralize the works of the devil. He didn't come to alleviate the works of the devil. He didn't really even come to limit them either. No, instead he came to utterly destroy the works of the enemy that has come against the people of God and this world as a whole. So I believe today that the Lord is here not to alleviate your situation. No. He's not here to just neutralize it. Okay, let's just, hold, let's just hold it back just a little. No, I believe that the Lord is here this morning to totally demolish, annul, to cancel out, to overthrow, bring down, knock down, to totally destroy the work of the enemy that has come against you. If you believe that, why don't you raise your hands and shout hallelujah. He is here today to heal you, to make you free, to loose you, to forgive you also, and to save somebody as well. If you let him. And if you can believe it, it's going to take faith. But if you are able to believe, you will today through this word understand that you have the absolute right to be healed. It's your God-given right. Now, I do have to say this, that whenever we talk about the right to something, somebody might say, well, Brother Rusi, don't you know that we don't have the right to any good thing from the Lord? And although I might agree with you to a certain degree, the, the right that I'm preaching about today is not a right that you've earned or that I have earned by some extraordinary accomplishment. No, instead I'm preaching about a right that has been handed down to us by the work, and not our work, but by the work of our Lord Jesus Christ on Calvary's cross, the life of Jesus, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ has provided to us the right to totally be free. It's because of what he has done for us. Nothing that we could ever accomplish. I get that, and we understand that but by what he's accomplished. Praise God for the life of Jesus, sinless life of Jesus. Even though he was tempted in all points, uh, he was without sin. Praise the Lord, somebody. And then uh, that, that, that sacrifice that he endured for us, that he took upon, amen, for us. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. So this afternoon, this morning really still, I'm going to present two simple principles on why we have the right 
to be healed and free. First, and someone's going to shout with this. I hope so. Because the price has been paid. I said the price has been paid. That price is the blood of Jesus. And, but I believe that this is also an issue because one of the areas that we struggle with as Christians is to believe that the power of the gospel, again, the gospel, the death, burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, how many know that that has power? But sometimes we struggle to understand that the power of the gospel it has the same power to forgive sin than it does to heal all sickness and disease as well. See, we understand that it forgives all sin, and we believe that strongly, that the blood of Jesus, that the sacrifice of the Lord, that blood that was shed, where he began in the garden of Gethsemane, began to sweat blood from his forehead. That is due to blood vessels bursting due to enormous amount of stress that is upon somebody. And the blood even there was began to be shed. And then the beating that Jesus took, they disfigured him. They pulled out portions of his beard. They put a crown of thorns on his head, and those thorns were about an inch, an inch long, say theologians. And the blood was pouring down his head and his face. And then the scourging that he took, the whipping upon his body. And if that wasn't enough, they took nails through his hands. They put nails through his feet. And then they took a spear and pierced him in the side, which actually pierced his heart. And the blood that was shed on that day, thank God for the blood of Jesus. The blood that was shed on that day, amen, was shed for the forgiveness of all of our sins. And all of those Ugly, embarrassing, horrible sins that were upon us were washed away by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. But that same blood, amen, also has the power to not only forgive all sin, but it has the power to heal all infirmity. Whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be something that you're dealing, you need healing in some situation. You need freedom. You need to be set free for some issue. There is healing power in the blood of the Lamb. The blood of Jesus reaches to the highest mountain. How many know that? But it also goes down to the lowest valley. And it takes care of our sin. And it also takes care of our infirmities as well. Praise the Lord. It has power. It has changed us. Washed us made us brand new and I want to say to somebody here the blood of Jesus is available for somebody here today as well 
King David even knew this, even before the blood was shed. Because in the Old Testament, they were always looking forward to the Messiah's sacrifice. They knew the Messiah was coming, but he even declared in Psalm 103, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. And I got to get to the point in my life where I'm able to believe, yes, Lord, I thank you because you forgave all of my sins by the blood of the Lamb, but also any infirmity that might come my way, you've taken care of it as well by the shedding of your precious blood. And I don't know if somebody's starting to believe that here today, your sins have been taken care of, but can I tell you, healing is available too. It doesn't matter what type of infirmity. It doesn't matter what type of attack. There is healing for your body, for your mind, for your emotions, and for any situation that might come your way. I believe that with all of my heart. I'm going to read here in Isaiah 53 a very a known portion of scripture, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, but it's powerful. I have to read it here because it details to us how forgiveness and healing are intertwined with the sacrifice of Christ. Isaiah tells us that surely, in other words, without a doubt, there's no doubt about it, he's saying. Surely he has borne our griefs. Our griefs are our diseases that have come. And, and let, me, let me correct something I just said because I said our diseases. They're not our diseases. I got to the point in my life where I had to stop saying, that's my disease. Or I'm sick with this. And, you know, and somebody might say, well, that, I'm struggling with my cancer. No, it's not your cancer. I had to change my vocabulary. It's not my diabetes. It's not that infirmity. It's not mine. No, it doesn't belong to me. I'm struggling with it. I'm fighting against it. Okay? But he's taking care of our grief. That's disease. And carried our sorrows. That's our pain. Physical. Emotional. And it says, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. That's our rebellion. We, we were in rebellion against God. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's our sin. We were sinful before the Lord. And the chastisement, that's the price. The chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes. There's the price again. By his stripes, we are healed. That word healed means that we are thoroughly made whole. And he wants to make somebody thoroughly whole here today. He wants to take care of your sin problem, but he also wants to take care of that infirmity that's come against you. And Jesus has provided forgiveness of our sins and healing 
here it goes, to all those that believe. Not by what you accomplish, not by how many times you can run aisles. I love to run aisles, but it's not about, that's not how we obtain this. It's by faith. Somebody's faith building up here this morning. And we can spend all day on Isaiah 53. But it suffice to say that the prophet here explains how the sacrifice of Christ has lifted up off of us, removed off of us our sin and our infirmity. And how he made it change course. This is powerful. When I read this, when I understood this and, and, and was studying this, he made it change course. What? Sin and disease. He caused it to change its course from us unto him. He said sin and disease, you're no longer going to be directed on his sacrifice. You're no longer directed to the people of this world. Now I'm going to take it upon myself. Praise God. And he took sin and he took disease and he placed it on himself. And when you believe that, you will understand the awesome revelation that we serve a God that is willing to exchange your situation unto him and give you something better. He's a God of exchange. Yes, he is. He'll, you give him your weakness and he'll give you his strength. You give him your weeping, and he will give you joy. Give him your fear, and he will give you peace. He is the prince of peace, in case you didn't know. Give him your life, and he will give you a new life, abundant life, everlasting life. Give him your sin, and he will give you forgiveness. Give him your situation and he'll give you a manifestation of his power. Give him your sickness, your disease, your issue, and he will give you healing. If you believe that, praise him right now for just a few moments. Because I believe today he wants to make an exchange with somebody. And you can go ahead and give him your issue. Give him your pain. Give him whatever you're dealing with. And you're going to find out that he's able to give you something much better. He'll give you blessing. He'll give you peace. He's going to give you something from heaven. Something that comes from the Lord. So somebody here today needs to say, Lord, you can have it. Here's my issue. Here's my struggle. Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's the attack of the devil. Here's what's happening, God, in my life. You can have it. It doesn't belong to me. You already paid the price. Lord, I'm willing and I'm here to receive something better from you. Somebody needs to just give it to him today. Give it to him today. Give it to him and he will exchange it for something much better. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. By his stripes. 
he paid the price. And we have the right to be forgiven. We have the right to be healed. Because the price has been paid in full. On the cross, he declared tetelestai, which meant the debt has been paid in full. He took care of it for us. Thank the Lord for that. But many times, we can miss out on our healing. Listen to this. Even though it's already been paid for, we can miss out on it. You know why? One of the issues that I find constantly in the churches that we go to preach in is because we always, we think that we always have to feel something or see something in order to receive from the Lord. And that's now how this thing works. It doesn't work by emotion, although we are emotional beings. God made us that way. And we are supposed to be emotional and express ourselves. And we praise the Lord with a lot of emotion. But let me, let's understand this, that healing doesn't come by what you feel. You might not feel anything, but healing has been released into your life if you need it. It's not by what you feel, it's by what you believe. Does anybody still believe the word of the Lord here today? That by his stripes, we are already healed. It's by what you believe. And many times, people will come to altars or even in the, in the, you don't always have to wait for the altar call either. We know that. But people will come to altars, get hands laid on them by the preacher, by the pastor, by the ministers. And they say, well, I didn't feel anything. Well, it must mean I didn't get anything. Not understanding that many times healing will come as a seed into your life. And a seed must be watered if it's going to grow. And there's a lot of times that healing will be released. Healing will be declared. And you might not feel absolutely anything. You need healing maybe in a situation, and the situation even gets worse after somebody prayed for you. But a seed of the word of God, a seed of healing has been released, and there's a seed being released here today. That seed, you need to take it, and you need to water it. You need to water it with faith. You need to water it with praise. You need to water it with your worship. You need to water it by continuing to serve in God's kingdom. You need to water it by continuing to give to the work of the Lord. You got to continue to water it. And if you do, sometimes you got to look at yourself in the face, in the mirror, and say, I might not see anything. I might not feel anything. But there's a seed of healing that's been placed in my life through the word of the Lord. And I'm going to water it no matter what the doctor might say. 
day, no matter what the situation looks like, no matter how bad I might feel in my body, I'm going to water the seed and I'm going to believe healing has come to my life. You got to water it. You got to praise him. And it's interesting because in our text, when Jesus saw this woman with the spirit of infirmity, he calls out to her from afar saying, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. That should have been enough for her to stand up right there. Because the word was released by the Lord Jesus Christ. But it wasn't until... The Bible says that the Lord laid his hands on her where she actually felt something that she was able to believe, able to receive, and able to be healed. But I have a question, and I feel like the Holy Ghost has a question for us here today. Can you still believe and can you still praise even though you might not feel anything? Well, brother, it's because I need to feel those goosebumps. I need to feel the, feel the brush of angels' wings. I need to feel the presence of the Lord for me to move, for me to believe. And there's some people that have to feel to even praise. When we've already learned over the years that if you praise him, then you're going to feel something. And it works like that as well with healing. You got to praise him by faith. You got to thank him by faith and say, Lord, I might not feel good in my body, but I'm going to praise you anyhow. I might be struggling with this issue in my mind. I might be dealing with this issue for years now. But you know what? Right now, Lord, I'm going to praise you anyhow. The situation in my home might be getting worse, and I don't see no way out. But I know that you know how, God. You know how to get me out of it, and I'm going to praise you anyhow. Is there anybody that can say, Lord, I'm going to praise you in advance. I'm going to thank you in advance because I know that you're working. I might not see it. I might not feel it. I might not even understand how you're going to do it, Lord, but I believe it, and I'm going to praise you in advance. Go ahead and praise him right there where you're seated for a few moments. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do as well. But we thank you and we praise you in advance. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times I've come to church or maybe in my home or anywhere else and I'm sick in body or I'm going through a situation, but I'm determined to praise the Lord anyhow. And what I've learned is that the Lord takes care of my issue every single time. He'll take care of it. But you got to praise him anyhow. You got to thank him before you see the blessing, the healing, before you feel that touch. And oh, how beautiful it is when you get that touch. That's amazing. How beautiful it is when the Lord does an instantaneous work. How many have experienced that as well? 
In this story, this woman received an instantaneous healing. That's a miracle that she experienced in her body. And the Bible says that she glorified God. And it's good to glorify God after the event, after the miracle, and after the healing. But is there anybody that can do it before? Is there anybody that can take a step of faith and say, you know what? I'm not going to wait till I see it. I'm not going to wait till I feel it. I'm not going to wait till the situation in my family, in my marriage, in my finances change. No, I'm going to do it now. And what you're going to understand is by the way you praise is how we express our faith. And depending on how great your faith is, it'll determine how you praise the Lord as well. And somebody might say, well, I believe a little bit and I'll give a little praise. And that's all right. You know, let me say this. Let me say this. Even a little faith can move mountains. I'm struggling so bad, Brother Rusi, that my faith is low right now. But I'll give him the praise that I can, which is the best that I got. And if it's the best that you got, let me tell you what, God will bless you. He will move in your situation. But if you're able to just give him one hand, and if you're able to just give him more than one shout, if you're able to praise him in advance in spite of what you're facing and say, I'm going to give you the best that I got, Lord, you know what's going to happen? Then the presence of the Lord will move upon your life. I feel to ask this right now. If you're facing something difficult, you need healing in your body. We're going to do an altar call, but I feel this right now before we get to that altar call. If you need healing in your body, in your mind, in your soul, in your emotions, in a situation, I want to just ask you to begin to praise him right now. Just begin to praise him right now. Begin to praise him right now by faith. By faith right there where you're at. Praise him right now. Praise him. The way that you praise will express your faith. And all things are possible to him who believes. I believe, Lord. I trust you, God. I'm going to stand on your word. And I'm going to praise you. I'm going to give you my voice. I'm going to raise my hands. I'm going to clap my hands. I'll stand on my feet if I have to. I'll jump for joy. But I'm I'm going to praise you because I want you to see that I got faith, Lord. I got faith because the price has already been paid. The price has already been paid. Oh, all that is possible, healing, deliverance. Forgiveness, salvation, because the blood of Jesus was shed. He was buried once again, 
But he didn't stay buried. If he would have stayed buried, then he would have just been a martyr. But he got up on the third day with power, with authority. And because he got up, he's here right now in our midst, willing to deliver, to make free, to save, to heal, and much, much more. Somebody needs provision today. Somebody, I feel in the Holy Ghost, you need miraculous provision in your life. And you've been giving. You've been sowing into God's kingdom. And the enemy has come to try to rob your blessing and rob your faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend to you, praise him today in this service. Thank the Lord for him. And you're going to find out how he can provide from other means. He could use other outlets. And he could provide for you from a different way that you had no idea that it could come Receive that. If that, I believe that word's for somebody. Receive it and believe it. Let me give to this last point, the second point. I only had two today. But I believe the Holy Ghost wants to move. The other reason you have the right, not only because the blood was shed, but also because you're a child of God. Amen. And in our text, Jesus asked the question. I'm going to ask one of the, the keyboarders to come up when they can. He asked this question regarding this woman who had suffered with this infirmity for 18 years. He says, so ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound for 18 years, be loosed from this bond? Being a daughter of Abraham, in other words, she's a child of God. Healing is her right. He, he says... And what he's saying here, when he says, so ought not this woman be loose, he, it was more than a suggestion. It wasn't a suggestion. Uh-uh. By saying, so ought not this woman be loose, he was saying, of course she should be loosed. And not only that, if you study the words of Jesus here, he was saying that it's absolutely necessary she be loosed. That it was a requirement that it was actually her legal right to be healed. Today, you have the right to be healed. It is absolutely necessary in the eyes of God. Praise the Lord, somebody. It's a requirement as far as the Lord is concerned. But the part, the, the part for us to receive is on us. Can we believe it? He said it's her legal right. Why? Because she's a child of Abraham. Because she's a child of God. And the Lord would love to make you free and healed. Because you're his child. And let me explain child of God just really quick. And we're going to get to this altar call. Child of God, of course, we understand. For those of us that are believers. But let me say this as well. To those of us that you have not yet given your life to the Lord. 
The Lord is compassionate and he desires for you to be healed as well. He wants you to be a child of God. He wants you to go through the steps of faith, I believe, Lord. Repentance. I'm going to turn my back on the things of this world. I'm going to go and take the step of obedience and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of all of my sins. And I'm going to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He wants you to receive all that. But I believe that even here today, even if you haven't got to that point, that he is a compassionate God that desires to heal your life, your situation, whatever you're going through, physical, emotional again, or an issue that needs healing, he wants it for you as well. It's available for all here today. Because this woman who was a child of God, Meaning, and here goes for those that think, oh, a spirit of infirmity can only come upon those that are in sin. No, she was a child of God. She was in good standing. She was faithful. But a spirit of infirmity, the devil had come to attack her and had her hunched over for 18 years. I don't believe that it is the will of God for anybody to go through perpetual suffering. No, there is healing available for you today. For 18 years, she was hunched over. For 18 years, as she walked through the land, she could never look up and see the stars of heaven. As she walked through life during the afternoon on a beautiful spring day, she could never just raise her face up to feel the warmth of the sun on her face. She was suffering. And the Lord stepped on the scene and he said, enough is enough. It is a requirement. It is absolutely necessary it is your legal right to be healed, to be loosed, to be free. And that word is for somebody here. You're suffering. Maybe it's been years. If it's been years, oh, let God heal you today. Maybe it's been for months. Maybe for weeks. I don't know. Maybe an attack has just come upon your life yesterday. Whatever it might be, there is healing available. I feel that the Lord is present here today to heal. And if you need healing, again, whatever that situation might be, I'm going to ask that you stand to your feet and quickly come to this altar because the Lord is going to release it into your life. Here, today, and now, come, quickly come, come, in the name of Jesus, come, whether you have been serving the Lord, whether maybe this is your first time here, friend, let me tell you what, on my first visit to the church, the Lord healed my life. 
and I knew nothing about the things of God the first time I came to an altar. Let him heal you today. Brother, sister, and friend, come, come, come. In the name of Jesus, because there's going to be a seed of healing that's going to be released into your life here today. Feel the Holy Ghost already moving, already touching. I feel faith that's built up in this house. Come, 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 come. Harabokonda, just come with your faith. Come with your faith. Come with your faith. And as you come, as you come, I'm going to say a prayer right now. And then the ministers and our pastor is going to help us lay hands. Any ministers that are here is going to help us lay hands as well or those that would love to help us pray. But in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, by the authority of God's word, by the power of the name of Jesus, and by the blood of the lamb that was shed for us, I bind all pain, I bind all sickness and disease, whether it be emotional, whether it be physical. I bind all symptoms that come along with sickness and disease. I bind all after effects that have come also to attack some of the people of God. I come against and I bind all fear. I bind all death. I bind any...